Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Okay, welcome to the Side Hustlers podcast. This is my first time uh, doing this podcast, so we're going to see what happens. Today, I am joined by my friend, Tatum Garino. Say hi, Tatum. Hello, everybody. Okay. It's all working. Okay, good. We're, we're uh, in our Power 93.3 studio in Seattle, and Tatum told me she's very stiff right I now. I feel like I'm going to touch a button or break something or hit the you're mic. Not. You're not going to. Well, you're going to hit the mic. You're not going to break it. That's where I normally sit. If I can sit there, you can sit there. We're good. We're good. You're kind of part of the reason why I thought about doing this. Oh, I'm honored. Because when you told me what your side hustle was, I thought, that's a lot of work to really do that whole thing. So Tatum (laughs) has her own digital magazine, and it's called This Is Magazine. You can find it at thisismag.com or at thisismagazine. And it just launched. Yeah, January 1st. Which I got to be a part of it. We're going to get into that, too. but. Why a digital magazine? Well, digital was just because of the fact that that's the way the world is going these days. Um, But magazine was because I have always been a writer. Um, Ever since I was probably nine or ten years old, I've been writing quote unquote songs and stories. Maybe next time we'll talk about those songs. Let's not. Um, But I've always been a writer, and it wasn't until college, though, that I was introduced to the more journalistic form of writing, and that was when I was like, this is what I want to do. 
for sure. But I also knew that I wanted to come back to Seattle and I didn't want to be a journalist. And where was college? Oh, yeah. San Diego. Okay. And unfortunately, in Seattle, there's not a lot of magazines. And I knew that that was the style of writing that I wanted to do because I knew I wanted to write things that were relatable. In Seattle, really, the only magazines that there are are very specific, like Seattle Business Mag and Wedding Mag, that kind of thing. And I'm thinking more like People, 17 Cosmos, of course. The, the big guys. But those are all in New York. And as much as I am passionate about writing, I wasn't willing to move to New York because I also have a family. Um, I'm married, and that was a big factor in me coming back <laughs> to Seattle. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yes. And so creating a magazine, honestly, I didn't know that I was going to do it until four months before I did it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a very quick turn. But it's kind of a long story. But basically, my husband got deployed. He's in the military. And I quit my job before he got deployed because we were relocated down to Southern California for a few months. And we were up in Seattle before that. And so I left my job, went down with him. Then he went overseas and I came back home to Seattle, but I didn't have a job. And so I just kind of could do whatever I wanted. Which is awesome. It was. It was absolutely awesome. But I also was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, what is my purpose? Why am I on this planet, basically. What was your job at the time before you quit to do that? What was your current job? So random. Um, I was doing quality assurance at a software company. I love it. (laughs) Literally, I was a communications major, so not at all in line with what I went to college for, what I thought I was going to do afterwards. So Um, what's your nine to five now? Now I'm, my title is I'm a sales coordinator, but really I'm a client service coordinator, but it really appeals to my organizational side of things, whereas my magazine fulfills my massive creative side. But that's kind of what I'm trying to prove is that quality assurance and nine to five, whatever you sales coordinator, whatever you just said, really are opposite ends of the spectrum of writing a magazine. And that's the whole point of this. There are people out there, whether you're sitting on your butt right now thinking, I hate my job, but I really love this. And you're at home thinking, well, I could never do that. Tatum's proof you can. And you're sitting here saying, yeah, you took a few months off. You didn't need to take that time off to think about, you know, to actually do this because you still do all of this stuff now working nine to five. Well, what's funny is I didn't actually start it until I started working again. (laughs) I just just made the decision and had the realization while I wasn't working because I was searching for my purpose in life, basically. Um, But I didn't actually start working on my magazine and come up with the idea really until... I was back working a nine to five. Now, your magazine, This Is Magazine, why is it different than, say, Cosmo or Glamour? Why, tell me, a 29-year-old female, why I want to read This Is Magazine. The basis of this magazine is it's no celebrities, no Photoshop, no bullshit. That is our tagline. Basically, it's all about real women, real girls, entering adulthood, figuring out themselves and life. And it's supposed to be your big sister that you never had kind of giving you that advice or just talking about it. It doesn't always have to be a happy story, just a place to go where you can read about things that you're experiencing or did experience or you're going to experience and just having that realization that you're not alone and maybe somebody else you can turn to or go to for advice, anything like that. It really does have that community feel. When I was reading it, there were things that I thought, oh, wow, yeah, like she's right. I I can relate to this, whoever was writing it. And you kind of start reflecting on your own experience in that situation or, wow, I've never been in that situation. Maybe I will be one day and it's cool to know someone else has gone through this. Then there was the whole shopping side of it where (laughs) I loved because a lot of times you see these magazines, even when they're like, oh, on a budget 
I'm like, no, it's not on a budget. I'm just, it's not realistic. Tatum had a pair of boots from DSW over the knee boots. I bought them. I rocked them this <laughs> past weekend and it was awesome. Yeah, she so, looked good. Thank you, thank you. But it's something where I feel like there is a big void right now and you're feeling that because there are bloggers out there and there's all that. At least for this first issue, it was all just your ideas and you. No one came to you, no company came to you and said, hey, feature this in there, put this in there, do a post about this. That hasn't happened. One day it might and you'll obviously have the creative control and you'll be able to make the decision. But this first issue is just incredible how you pieced all these women together to make something so amazing. Well, thank you. And I have to be honest, part of this magazine was definitely, well, the majority of it was selfish, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I kind of discovered that what my purpose is and what I want to do in the world is make sure that nobody feels alone. And so that was one side of the selfishness. But on the other side, I just put everything into this magazine that I like. So I just found clothes and over-the-knee boots that it's I awesome. like. And also that, again, I would be willing to buy and willing to spend that much money on because there's so many magazines, like you said, out there that are like, oh, here's style deals and it's for shirts under $100. I'm like, no, I'm going to spend $20 on a shirt. Yeah, like, exactly. Not for me. Now, just I, I'm glad we didn't talk about this in the beginning. How old are you? I'm 24. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm glad we didn't say that right in the beginning because you've had two jobs, you've traveled, you're married, and... You created your own magazine. You are 24 years old. That is insane. Do you realize that? I feel like I'm late. <laughs> late? What the heck? There's people listening right now. They're like, what? I'm late. Oh, I'm 40 years old and I have only had one job. I know. And that's but normal, but. I've always been psycho. Okay. Like I am <laughs> yes. type A since birth. That's and why this works. Yes. And it's just one of those things where. I've always had that itch to do something bigger, be better. I'm just kind of a perfectionist. And so I'm glad that I finally found it and made it happen. But until that point, I always felt like I was running behind. And that's, I guess that's a good thing because that drives you, obviously. But let's go back to when you said, all right, I'm going to do a magazine. What was your next step to actually doing it other than the idea of creating it? Physically, like go magazine jargon, whatever it is, tell us. Well, what was funny is... I was driving to my friend's house when I had this idea where it all kind of came to fruition because I was playing with the idea, but then the title of the magazine, the concept, the sections, how they were going to finish the sentence, this is. Explain that first. So basically the magazine is called This Is because every section then will complete that sentence. So this is real. This is adulting. This is vulnerable. This is opinionated, et cetera. And so that all just kind of it was on a car ride when I do my best thinking. Me too. Yeah. And I was just, I had nowhere to write it down. So I got to my friend's house. And before I said anything, she opened the door and I was just like, give me a pen and paper. I need to write this down. I'm not losing this idea. So quite literally, it was putting a pen to paper. But cool. then after that, I spent money. That was initially what I needed to do because I got the entire Adobe suite. And luckily, like I've always considered myself a closet amateur graphic designer. Awesome. So I know enough about those tools and how to use them that I was able to start doing something. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How much of your own money did you have to invest, you think, let's say, overall so far? And your idea is what? Less than six months old. Really? Yeah. Oh... A couple thousand. Okay. Yeah. Just because I have the Adobe suite, which I pay for, and that's like a subscription basis. And then to host the digital magazine, I pay for that service. Obviously, a website is a lot of money. Website. And then... Um, Not a lot, but... 
oh, also my I pay for having like being able to use Adobe stock photos and stuff. Smart. And, and Adobe it's in itself is expensive. You know, everyone that has whatever their side hustle is may not need that. I also bought business cards. Important, Important though. <laughs> and that's the thing. You can start your side hustle or your passion with zero dollars. You really can, especially nowadays with social media and all of that. You, It's organic. That's the way the best things are started. But at some point, you're going to have to use your money. I don't want people to start going into debt. But there are people that do that if they really believe in something. And at some point, you do have to say, okay, I need to spend my own money. I need to do that. And I'm starting to do that with other stuff. Uh, behind the scenes other than radio and we do that with our morning show too we will spend our own money because it's something you're passionate about and you really believe in so the fact that you spent that money doesn't mean that you were just like all right i'm gonna spend all this money this is fun you know in the end that this is what you want to do absolutely and i also had the benefit of having a super supportive husband who was like spend all the money in the world and i was also in a place where we had the money to spend but like you said there were plenty of services that I could have used that were free if I didn't want to do like the premium plan. I could have just done the standard free plan, things like that. You also put yourself on a deadline, a very short deadline where you thought of this idea and four months later you want to launch it. You needed to have the best of the best. Yes. Okay. So you buy Adobe Suite and all of that. Then what? So then I created an Excel spreadsheet (laughs) of all of the articles that I wanted to include, what those were kind of going to look like. And then I just started writing. At first, I didn't even think about having people contribute because it was my passion project. I was like, nobody's going to want to just do that without getting paid or getting something out of it. But as soon as I created an Instagram, which coincided with buying Adobe Suite, those were like the first two that were parallel. As soon as I created my Instagram, got a website, all that kind of stuff, I was like, you know what? This is these are the people that like I went to college with that are following this right away. These are the people I went to high school with, my friends, my family, whatever. These are the people that if anybody is going to be willing to put time and effort into something for me, these are the people that are going to want to do it. Of course. And so I reached out to see if anybody wanted to contribute. I had people reach out that were wanting to contribute, but some of them I was just surprised. They were people that I hadn't spoken to in years. What and- is the old saying? Everyone has um Ooh. an opinion. There's so- oh, everyone has a butthole and an opinion. <laughs> That is one thing we all have in common. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at saying but I'm going to remember that one. (laughs) Write that down. Ah, (laughs) But that's true. And everyone has something to say, whether they, you know, think about writing it or not. Normally, going to someone and say, hey, tell me about your experience on this or what do you think about this? They're going to tell you. Why not have them write it for your magazine? Mm -hmm. And it was cool because I am 24. A lot of the people that did reach out are around my age as well. And so... It's cool knowing that not only are they being able to contribute and help me out, they're also adding to their portfolio if they want to pursue a career in writing. So they are kind of getting something out of it, even though it's not a monetary thing. No, it's awesome. So when you first told me, hey, I'm doing this magazine, I think, was it, did I ask you or did I think I said, can I, can I write? Well, yeah, yeah you, were, you told me straight up. You're like, that's on my bucket list. It is. It really is. Writing for a magazine was on my bucket list, always. And it was strange because I had an article or just something. I don't normally just write. I always have ideas and I make notes. But for some reason, about a year ago, I wrote a mini essay, I guess, about my experience using Planned Parenthood. It was obviously when political things were happening and I, it was that was fueling my fire. So I just randomly wrote this article and was like, huh, I felt good. And then fast forward 10 months or eight months and Tatum tells me this and I'm like, I'd love to write. And we started talking and I thought I actually already did. 
I have something I could use. But what's so funny is that the email that you sent me with that article attached in the email, you're like, this probably isn't really like on topic of what you would want to include, but this is just kind of for you to get a sense of my writing style. I responded. I was like, nope, this is perfect. That's right. We're not changing it. This is exactly the topic that I want to talk about. That's right. I sent it to you just to kind of get an idea if this made sense. So I'm in the opinionated section, of course. And I wrote an article, like I said, about my whole um, experience using Planned Parenthood. And if you want to read it, you can. It's thisismag.com or you can find it from Instagram at thisismagazine. So after you do your layout, and Adobe and all of that nonsense, and you really come up with your idea and your look, and you start asking people to write, how did that start falling into place? So I knew what sections I wanted to include. So I knew that I wanted sections like adulting and real and vulnerable and opinionated, and then the world, things like that. And so I basically just, as soon as people started reaching out to contribute, I was like, here are the sections of the magazine Do any of these jump out at you that you have something that you want to talk about that would fit into one of these buckets? And actually, one of the girls came up with a completely new section for me. Which section? This is how to. Oh. And I was like, I will probably not be doing that one. Well, it was new, (laughs) but it was funny. She had it was her idea completely. And um, it was how to survive a road trip with your boyfriend. Okay, I love that. Yeah. And so it was a cool spin on it. And it totally reminded me of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Great and movie. Absolutely. One of my brother's favorites. True story. <laughs> but it was nice, though, because they were all, all of my contributors were really responsive, really dedicated, and really passionate about it. And I didn't have to do much editing at all, which was awesome because yeah. it saved me time because I really used up all my time. And since a lot of people were your friends, you didn't have to be like, um, this kind of sucks. I'm going to fix it. Exactly. And one of the articles that one of my girlfriends wrote, not going to say who because it is semi-anonymous, but it was the open letter where it was the vulnerable section. Mm -hmm. I read it when she sent it to me. Oh, I got chills. Like, it was just amazing. I was like, I'm not touching this. Because some things, even if I was to change, like, a comma here or a sentence, it just honestly, the way it was sent to me was how she was feeling as she was writing it. And it was just absolutely perfect. So the magazine isn't free of grammatical errors or punctuation or whatever. It's real people having a conversation. Yep, absolutely. You know what you should do? What? Is get all the women together who have contributed to the magazine and like do just a sit down talk. Like one of those things where Oprah sits down like she just did with all those women. Yeah, you need to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make that happen by the end of the year. But you only have women write for the magazine? Is that the plan? Or I've gotten that question a handful of times and I'm really dedicated to staying on brand. What's funny is that my brothers and my husband were three of those people that asked that question, which none of them write. So I don't know why they were so intrigued by just being able to, to know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they secretly do. <laughs> they just wanted to see their name in print. Exactly. But no, I'm really dedicated to keeping it about women, for women, by women. That is really what I want to stick with. Nothing against guys. Love them. Married to one of them. So, <laughs> you know, I like them a lot. Just but... one of them, though. Yeah, just one. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Was there a moment when you said, why am I doing this? On December 31st, when I why? was- Because you I was- You launched it January 1st. I did. And that's why, because it was the night before, I was so stressed because I'm not a procrastinator, but there was just so much more that I didn't take into account, like how long. It was just a lot more time consuming than I thought it was going to be. And so I am staying up until the wee hours of the morning on December 31st, and I am stressed. And then I was like, it hit me when I finished. And I was like, oh, my God, people are going to read this. Yeah, well, you, I mean, maybe you not. texted me. But I think at that moment you, were, you said, 
I finished. And you were just like, oh, this is weird. Oh, yeah. I was scared shitless. I was, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, my God. Because, one, I was scared that nobody was going to read it. But that wasn't even my biggest fear. My biggest fear was people are going to read it and not like it. Which is funny because the whole concept of my magazine is, like, really about just loving yourself and loving right. what you do and not caring so much about what other people think. But when it's something that is your passion, you feel so much more vulnerable about oh, it. I, of course. And that is a good thing. If you weren't nervous or you didn't feel vulnerable, it would mean you didn't care. Mm -hmm. You care about this. It's it's your baby. It would be like having a baby and leaving it home with the babysitter for the first time. Yeah. You're going to be scared. You're going to be nervous. But that's because you care. And yeah. that is a good thing. Now that it's over with and the first one is launched... Are you still nervous about another one? Where, where is your head at? I'm excited because so far the positive responses that I've had have had. What did I just say? The responses that I've had have, have been only positive. been positive. Okay. <laughs> and well, that's not completely true. One was like I got a response where it was this. It was really funny. It was this older woman who basically she actually got to see my magazine in print. And so she was flipping through it. And then. She was like, because before she read it, she was asking me questions about it. I was telling her she was really interested. And then I was sitting right next to her, just kind of on my phone, because we were at a party. And so then she was flipping through it. And then I'm just sitting on my phone. She sets it down on the coffee table. No words. <gasps> Literally doesn't say anything. Didn't even, like, pretend to be like, oh, like, it, I could tell you put a lot of effort into it. Or anything that <gasps> was just, like, a backhanded compliment. Nothing. I, I got nothing. if she got to my section about Planned Parenthood and got mad. I hope that's what happened. <laughs> I hope it was me. I mean, I even prefaced it by telling her, like, I was like, there are cuss words, like a lot of cuss words in it. So because How old? Probably in her, like, late 50s. Interesting. I know. But, no, I'm really that's just. That's awesome, though. I know. We offend people at this is, um, apparently. But, no, I'm excited for the next one, especially because after having the first one, now I can see what I want to change oh, absolutely. for next time. And I'm excited to make those changes. And now knowing kind of, okay, these things are going to take me more time and knowing how much time I do have, because again, I have a deadline because it is seasonal. So it's going to be coming out. That was my next question. When do you have a date for the next one? Probably April 1st. Okay. Because I'm trying to do it ev like at every single season. Every so yeah. So like when you get your FabFitFun box. Yeah. Kind of like that. By the way, this podcast is not sponsored by FabFitFun. <laughs> Maybe one day. Fun story, though. I did tag them in one of my Instagram stories. And? And they responded to Look me. how awesome that I is. I know. <laughs> like, as this is, not as Tatum Green. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, I know. It that's like even better. I know. That's why I felt. I didn't realize. I thought it was your personal one. Nope. Was there a moment, now you said, yes, you, you did your panic, blah, 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 all that. But was there a moment where you said, this is too hard? Was there an actual obstacle where you hit, whether it was something in Adobe, something wasn't working, or... You couldn't, you said you had no problem with the writers. Was there an actual like wall you hit? Yeah. So one of the articles, I was reaching out to a counselor, any sort of mental health professional. I was trying to get a hold of one, literally talked to one on the phone. He recommended a different counselor that would, because he was, it wasn't his specialty because okay. I was looking for somebody that could talk about seasonal depression and how to combat it and how to notice it, things like that. And he was more of a naturopath and didn't really okay. have a lot of experience with it. So he gave me the contact information for somebody that he thought would be a better fit. I reached out to her. She responded eventually, but I had to reach out to her via email and then on Facebook. And she responded to Facebook and then my email. And then she just 
fell off the face of the earth. And I was reaching out to her like once a week for four weeks and I still hadn't heard from her. I was like, okay, we're kind of cutting it close because I, if you're not going to work out for me, I need to reach out to somebody else. So what ended up happening? I ended up having my mom post on Facebook asking if if any of her friends were like any sort of mental health professional. And so Facebook for the win, man, because- Oh, absolutely. All of her friends commented on the post with a bunch of different recommendations. And one of her friends had a contact that I ended up reaching out to. Amazing. It totally worked out. But I was pretty aggravated for a while. I was like, this is one of my favorite articles. Like, I want it to work out. Which article was it? It was in the healthy. So this is healthy section. And it was a look at seasonal depression. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So this is mag.com if you do want to read that one. Now, what argument do you have for someone that says a digital magazine? Isn't that just a blog? I would say that they're not completely wrong. However, I feel like blogs are from one person's perspective. And this is a more well-rounded. Is. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I didn't even mean I know. to. <laughs> um, I would say this is more well-rounded as far as perspectives go. And I would also say that it's kind of like all the different types of blogs plus them in one place. That was my concept was to be able to get all the things that I love and look for on the internet into one kind of like your one-stop shop. So you can go there for advice, for shopping, for relationship stuff, anything like that. And so. So when you you work normal, whatever your hours are, say nine to five, Mm -hmm. then you go home and you're literally doing another job. Mm -hmm. How many hours on average do you think a night, like a weeknight, did you put into this? Probably like, probably three. That's a lot. Yeah. Because it was really weekends where I would take, like, one day of my weekend to devote completely to working on the magazine. You put it in your calendar on your phone? Um, Not literally, but in my mind. In your mind. Yeah. And that I'm learning, and we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, if you schedule it, whether it's meal prepping or working out or something, if you actually put it in your calendar and treat it, and I got this advice from Autumn Calabrese, who is a workout trainer, if you treat your workouts or this like a meeting with your boss, you're not going to push it off. Mm-hmm. And I do that all the time when I'm trying to write stuff for the show or my own website. You constantly push it off. But if you schedule it and actually put it in your calendar, no matter what it is, you're going to do it. And you block it out and don't, nope, sorry, can't get coffee with you. I'm busy. You don't need to tell people why. Oh, I can't make it that time. Doing what you did, blocking that out on the weekend is important. So anyone who has a side hustle or a passion, if you're not willing to give up fun time or friend time or whatever it is, family time to do it, you're never going to get it done. Luckily for me, part of getting this done included friends. I was able to interview you. We went out to dinner. And so that was technically me working on my magazine. And so that definitely helped. But I'm on this new kick where I'm allowed to make plans with myself, kind of what you're talking about. That's that's what we talked about. Yes. And so I'm treating my magazine as making plans with myself. Okay. But I do give myself one weekend day to be free and enjoy my life and not stress about everything else going on in my life. Was there anyone who didn't support you? You don't have to call them out. But was there a moment where you were like, well, that sucks? Kind of. It was more so when it was just an idea and I didn't have anything to show yet. But it was kind of somebody that I would really have hoped would have been one of the most supportive people. But the response was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, so on TV yesterday, like it was one of those type of complete brush offs. Annoying. Yeah. Did that make you think, well, I don't want to do this? Or did that make you think? I'm going to prove you wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a firm, what haters are your motivators. Seriously, when someone does that, if you do have your side hustle and you're trying to follow whatever it is, take that person and make that person your reason to prove them wrong. 
And yeah. that's the best sometimes, the absolute number one thing you need. You know, having people support you obviously is important. But if you have that one that doesn't, that's amazing. But I have to say, one of the best feelings after I released the magazine was this one person in my life who was different than the one who wasn't the most supportive, who this person is typically like the most critical person in my life of me specifically. Mm -hmm. It was such a good feeling when I got the email just giving me praise about how good I was. From that person? Yes, from the person who is usually so critical and can't really give me a compliment without also throwing in some sort of dig. Of course. Yeah. But this email was just completely praise. I was like, yeah, this feels good. You're not being paid for this. No. At all. No. You've put your own money into it. Yes. What is going to keep you going every time? Like you're you're basically at this point volunteering. Yeah. And actually the person who wasn't super supportive, that was one of the only questions that I was asked was, how, well, how are you going to make money off of that? And I was like, whoa, that's not the point yet. Right. Right now, the point isn't to make money. Right now, the point is to be fulfilled. And it's what fulfills me because I am not completely fulfilled by my nine to five. It does fulfill one side of me, my organizational psycho side. (laughs) Um, But my magazine is my passion. And so right now, it's just about being fulfilled. If it makes me money eventually, bonus. Yeah. But honestly, one of the things about it being for real girls is that I don't want it to cost a lot. Like I don't need it to cost money. Like I don't ever want somebody oh, but to But that's have to... what ads are for. Exactly. Like I don't want it to ever I don't want people to ever have to pay for it unless it's like, oh, you can pay to have it printed if you'd like, because that's for yourself. Um, but you can still have it for free digitally. That's fine. But if I was to ever make money from it, it would be through advertising if anybody was to be interested in that. Well, you were telling me about one email you got from someone who reached out to you. You don't have to read the exact email, but can you paraphrase what she said to you? Which one? I've gotten to... The one you read me in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... The good one. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they've all been good. Um, so, person that I don't know who saw your post... Sweet. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple Anytime. weeks back about my magazine launching. She reached out and basically just said how empowering it was for her to read my magazine and how she could relate to a lot of the articles because she has experienced a lot of the things that were written about about the adulting where she's trying to find a job and it's a struggle because she's currently living in Asia and she's yeah and she's a military wife so she could relate to the move for love article because she also moved over a thousand miles to follow her spouse and it was really cool because she was talking she was very open and honest about how she's struggling right now in following her passion and kind of finding what that really is and then also dealing with being in a foreign country and all that kind of stuff. And she just basically was thanking, thanking you. me. <laughs> so you read that. What do you, like that instant, what did you feel? So proud. So proud and, again, fulfilled because that's the point. That is why I'm doing this. Yes, part of it is selfish, but the other part is for people to feel that way, to not feel alone, to get advice, to have that relatable aspect. And I just, I was like, I did it. Yeah, exactly. And I like for me, when you were telling me about the magazine and then reading it, I felt, holy crap, my friend just did this. This is it's like I felt proud of you. And it's so cool for me to have people in my life like you who keep me going. Oh, I look at you and I'm like, she did. She made her own magazine. I need to stop dragging my ass with doing my podcast. And I, I knew I want it's true. I knew I wanted to do a podcast. And I think you and what you were doing made me think, OK. 
I have to do this now. Like, this, why am I waiting? And I think that's for a lot of people. You know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. Stop wasting your time and do it. I think you're being a little too hard on yourself, though. No, it's true. It, it is. I think sometimes you have to. I mean, everyone has yeah. to be. If this is something you want to do, get off your butt and do it. Yeah. But what would you say to someone who says, oh, I really want to do this. I really want to start knitting or whatever it is, but I don't have time. What if their <laughs> excuse is, I don't have time? Make time. And that's what you did. Yeah. Like, honestly, you don't have time because what? Because you have too much on your schedule. What? You need to figure out what your priorities are. If you have scheduled a weekly dinner with your girlfriends, you need to be willing to give up that maybe not every week, but maybe limit that to once a month or once every two weeks, whatever it is. But you or need maybe don't binge on Netflix or yeah, keeping up with the Kardashians. Exactly. And it's really it does come down to scheduling that time out and committing to it. Because yeah, if you had asked me, I would have told you I didn't have time before I did it too, even though I didn't even have a job because I was filling my time with training for a half marathon, which was super random. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't think of me as being like... No, I'm saying like a no big deal. No, you did. You ran a half marathon. Yeah, but it was just like I was filling my time with things that I didn't care about the half marathon as much as I care about my magazine. So at the time, I probably would have been like, oh, I don't have time for that now, like maybe in a month. But the thing is, is once you decide that it's what you want to do, you need to change your priorities and make time for it. I like that. I'm going to steal that quote and use it. <laughs> All right. If people want to maybe contribute to the magazine, how? what is the best way to reach out to you? Um, so you can go to my Instagram and the email button is right there on there. Cool. Or you can just email hello at thisismag.com. Hello at thisismag.com or at thisismagazine to find her Instagram. Do you have a favorite app other than Instagram? Maybe an app no one knows about. I kind of want to call this segment What's Happening. I stole Ooh. that from my coworker who works in our sales team. Shout out to Shub, who said, you should do What's Happening with celebrities that come in. So Tatum, you're my celebrity. Uh-huh. Do you have an app that is your go-to, maybe for the magazine or maybe for anything else in life that's not Instagram? Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. So for the magazine, um, I use it's for Instagram, so I know no, this okay. might be that's cheating. Okay. It's okay. Um, but Unum. Oh, yeah. Is this so it's Spell basic U N U M. Okay. So I might be saying it wrong, but it just it helps because it lets you basically upload like all the pictures that you are thinking about posting, and then plan out your layout on your Instagram. Oh, I just saw this with um. I don't know if it's the exact thing. It's called Lincoln Bio, like like LinkedIn oh, yeah, yeah, Bio, yeah. and it's a company that does that. It lets you see. What if you have an artsy type Instagram mm-hmm. like this is magazine or if you're a blogger where mine is just all over the place, but you can post, put all the pictures in to see what your actual page will look like. Yeah. And it's Unum is the one you yeah. use. Is it free? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, I don't pay for apps. I oh, don't do that. Well, look at that. Is, that. is that a life hack from Tatum? Yeah. I don't pay for apps. No, not about it. <laughs> okay. So you have to go read this is magazine. It's at this is Seriously. It's free. You have no excuses. Go read it. It's at This Is Magazine on Instagram. And this has been my friend, Tatum Greeno. Tatum, thank you for taking time out of your day. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. it. I know you're busy with your magazine and all, but thank you. I appreciate it. Love you. You're the best. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to Side Hustlers. I'm Carla Marie. Appreciate you being here. However you found this podcast, whether it's through our iHeartRadio app, 
Instagram, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Thanks for hanging out. As always, I would love to hear your suggestions. It's at the Carla Marie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or the Carla Marie at gmail.com. You can always go back and listen to the intro of this podcast right here in the app to find a little bit more about what Side Hustlers is about. Excited to share some more with you next week on Side Hustlers. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 